0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Studio 3 Arts In Conversation. My name is Liza Vallance and I'm Artistic Director here at Studio 3 Arts and I am chuffed to bits to welcome you to our new podcast. Now this podcast, In Conversation, is all about juicy conversations with artists. Artists that we're working with here at Studio 3 Arts and artists beyond. Um, and what we're really interested in is talking to artists about their practice, their ideas, where they get their inspiration from, if they have a connection to Barkin and Dagenham and all the stuff that makes them who they are. So you are in for a treat, if you're interested in art, theatre, dance, music, craft, all of that stuff, this is going to be the podcast for you. It's really, really informal. I hope you enjoy it. If you've got any questions for me or for any of the artists that you hear on the podcast, do please get in touch. Check us out on social media, Studio 3 Arts or visit the website www.studio3arts.org.uk. Let's get into it. Welcome back everybody to Studio 3 Arts in Conversation. Um, It is lovely to be here for um, yet another conversation with a really interesting artist. I'm really enjoying these podcasts, it's a lovely thing to do. Um, Slight uh, trigger warning today, Um, I haven't got a door on the room that I'm recording in so if you hear trains or birdsong that is simply because the door blew off to the shed where I record these podcasts so um, I'm just saying that up front. So, um, until somebody gives me the money to set up an amazing podcast studio, this is a rough and ready, but the conversations are worth it. So, um, with me today is Connell McAteer, and he is uh, going to be one of the artists showing in our Windows In series, which, if you've been listening intently to these podcasts, you will know is a series about belonging, migration, identity and concepts of home and where we are, and that kind of stuff. And um, we're going to get into it in a sec, and Connell's going to tell you um, about his work. And um, it's really worth you coming over to Vicarage Fields, you know, and, and checking out the, the the exhibitions that we've got on. There's really, truly something for everybody. We've got an, an incredible selection of artists, and um, they, they all kind of respond to Barking and Dagenham in their own way. So let's meet Connell. Hello, good evening, Connell, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. Love to be here.
0: Good, good. So, um, how are you? What? Why did you apply for this commission? What was in it for you, apart from the money?
1: Oh, well, the, the, I'm going to retire on the money, but um,
0: <laughs> I no, know right?
1: what, what was in it for me. Well, I, as an artist, like I'm always super interested in integrating work within the public or being informed by a kind of public response. Um, so it was a really nice gateway into. Um, at, you know, a place where I was born and I, and I kind of grew up um, and making a piece of work that really kind of was inspired by the thoughts um, of the people of Barkin and Dagham at this moment in time. Um, and, yeah, feel like a bit of a bit of a snapshot. And, and obviously this opportunity provided the unique ability to do just that.
0: So your commission is called Everything Must Change. So can you explain to the many millions of listeners at home, um, what What is the kind of concept, what's the drivers behind your commission?
1: So essentially, Everything Must Change is trying to kind of clarify and like illustrate, you know, the thoughts, and ambitions, you know, be they negative, positive, or in between, on kind of the past, the present and the future of the area, um, specifically by the people that, that live there and experience it. Be inspired by the position of the exhibition itself, which is in this the Vicarage Shopping Centre, and especially when, when we were talking regarding the commission or even just researching into it, um, how kind of shops and how our high street has changed over the course of the years. You know, shops are closing and, you know, link into this idea of um, a public voice and a public protest that, again, we've seen the rise of in the last few years. Um, it was kind of a way of merging these these two worlds um, to create something and create something that, that felt very much, very much of the time
0: yeah I think it really sort of captures that moment really and, and Vicarage Fields is an interesting case in point because obviously it's been bought by some developers and in the in the coming months um it'll be bulldozed and something new is going to emerge in that space so you know the the, the, the title of your commission everything was changed is so pertinent to what's going to happen in Vicarage Field. and what I really like is the way that you've involved local people in that exhibition so do you want to like tell folk like how how you've kind of engaged with local people's ideas? Like how have you kind of generated um, the content for your exhibition?
1: Yeah, so, so it's super simple. So, if, you know, from experience of making work that kind of instigates some kind of public interaction, you know, you know sometimes it's difficult to, to get people to kind of get themselves involved, but the, the, premise, is, the premise has been super simple. So, you know, literally send, send a short thought, a hope, an idea or ambition, you know, for your area and, what, and how you see it moving forward. Um, keep it short under 10 words and be, be honest and open with it. Don't feel, don't feel too pressured to respond. Um, you guys at Studio Free Arts have really helped in terms of reaching out to some of the different types of groups you work with, which was super important to me in terms of having a breadth of response, you know, not just, not just uh, kind of my age, but, you know, young at school, you know, old um, kind of in some of the older groups there. So it's, so it's been really nice to see what comes in and, the beauty in this project is is those kind of ones that really stand out and I, I mean I'm, it's difficult to say at this moment in time but it'd be nice when the exhibition is open for people just to go and have a look and, and just see these little these little snippets of, of kind of people within these quotes and, and lines. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to, to pull everything together and to, to exhibit it all.
0: I mean I, I've, I've collated a few and sent them over to you and there's some really interesting takes on the concept of everything must change. Um, you know the the ways in which people have sort of summed up their hopes and ambitions. I think is really fascinating, and I guess that will be that will be one of the kind of major sort of draw in points of this exhibition. Is you know quite a few hundred people have kind of engaged with it already so far. So you know there's there's already a ready made audience. For what you're about to do really, which is quite exciting.
1: Yeah, definitely, it really is, and I I t- totally agree with you. Um, it's interesting when you pose a question like that how different people can respond and what their kind of thoughts are and and i think there's there's kind of obvious like tropes and stereotypes and things that people might say and then there's there's not there's random ones and there's there's great ones and there's ones that are super personal to that particular person um i think what what helps with people to get involved is you know this will be completely anonymous and you know in some cases where people have just written me a paragraph and we can kind of whittle it down to and something bite-sized, that's, that's great and that's fine. And that's, that's part, of the, part of the process. Um, it'd be wonderful to, I, I always imagine with this kind of project and, and taking on the kind of you know, political slant that it does have um, of compiling these at the end and after the exhibition's over, these can almost you know, be sent to Barkin and Dagenham councillors and just to give them a, a way into, uh, maybe let's say a, a neat presentation of um, a Facebook forum.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely because I mean you know those Facebook forums certainly for Barking and Dagenham can be can be quite polarizing so um you know it, it would be nice to be able to submit to the council um the results of an art exhibition <laughs> rather than just something that is in response to a Barking and Dagenham post article or something but um yeah it would
1: be if it was anything like um so I, I was born in Barking I grew up in Hainault um, area I currently live in Walthamstow and if it's anything like the say so once it's just complaining about the bicycle lanes. That's all. That's that's all they they spend their time doing. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's really nice to see. It's it's great. It's it's there's something in the unknown in kind of working with people in this way um, that I think's really really personal and really really exciting. You know, to do, and I'm I'm really pleased with it so far.
0: Well, we're we're well happy that you're involved because um at Studio Three Arts, you know, we don't shy away from the the kind of political drivers of our work and and essentially like what what we do as a as an organization is inherently political with a small p you know we're we're about kind of democratizing art and who makes art who talks about art who owns art and all that kind of stuff and actually your proposal really sort of spoke to me because it was very much about that and you know it's that kind of overt like bold Sort of protest art, really. And there's a long tradition of that within the working class in terms of, you know, trade union banners and just the art of protest generally. And um at Studio Three Arts, we've got um a working class artists collective called Meat Raffle. And this kind of, and they were the first group I went to actually to say, would you like to get involved in Connell's exhibition? And like, you know, can you come up with your ideas? So it'd be really interesting to see if we can work out who which of the kind of militant socialists are Studio Three Arts, <laughs> which were the the, the, uh, the the phrases that they came up with. But um, like, how did you get into being an artist? Like, how did you end up like where, where we are today now? Like, what was your kind of trajectory into all of this?
1: So when I was at school, I went to um, a boy's grammar school um, in Ilford, um, where I grew up and I loved school. I was always very academic. Um, not necessarily so much in like the maths, but in the humanities, English, <laughs> yeah. um, and the arts and history. I and I was but I was always drawn to art. And I being at a boys' school, the art class was was small. It was probably three or four of us in the A-level years. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be um continue it further than school. And I essentially, long story short, I I did an art foundation, which is this year where you leave school and and you basically get the opportunity to try lots of different things around art and design. And I've always, any younger people in our family or around that have kind of wanted to move into an arts career, I've, I, I've always recommended what an art foundation can give you in, in just the sense of it lets you kind of find what, what really, really fits you. So when I went there, I was kind of flickering between different Films are, films are kind of like the uh, fashion, a more graphic design kind of route, but I entered this kind of contextual practice, they called it pathway, which essentially was conceptual art and coming at art from a very, you know, being inspired by different things, responding to different things and, and having importance played in that, in not just in the, the physical outcome of the work. And I had a very passionate tutor and, and I was hooked. And after that, it just, it just went from there. I was fortunate enough to be able to carry on my studies. Um, at university I went to St Martin's in London um, which has a great history with fine art with fashion all the other and design and so on um, and and yeah just again I don't know it feels it feels weird talking about it now because it feels so <laughs> long ago but just the way things work out in life or you get opportunities and you you move forward and and in recent years I've spurred out into kind of also with art direction and design and it's interesting with with this project in particular because to me it really does blur the lines between art and visual art and design, um, because hearing the point you just made about you know the art of protest posters, that was a really like important part of this this project, um, and the art of those kind of closing store signs as well, um, and just what they mean and the, the DIY aspect of it and how they're personal and how they're handmade and I just and kind of wanted to tap into that aesthetic was super important. Um, so yeah, it was it's kind of a lovely outcome of the years I've had and doing different things um, to see this project come to life.
0: I think that's like, that sort of makes sense for you to end up a Studio 3 Arts actually, do you know what I mean? Because I think that's that's sort of a, a kind of similar vibe to the way we work and having kind of, you know, looked at your work over the years, there seems to be a real kind of, it seems, it seems to have a real connection to place, like what you do seems to kind of sit very importantly within the place that it's cited. Is that important to you that you're kind of you know sort of connecting to the place that your work happens within?
1: Yeah I think definitely I think it's I've always found it I would always call it you call it like installation where something where the the context where the work is cited is is super important to the concept of the work um, and I've always felt that for me art and as an artist yes there's got to be the the conceptual grounding. That's what interests me in terms of making work and and seeing work and the work I kind of I kind of take in. There's the aesthetic aspect, which is, you know, is it visually interesting? Like, am I gonna look at this and go, yeah, do you know what I want to share that? I wanna take a photo of that. It seems a bit passe to say, but you know, to me, these are kind of like very important points of standing. And also the context, like where you see it. So you know, it's fine to make work for the white cube and for the gallery space, but there are loads of really exciting places to encounter artwork. And especially when you encounter artwork and you're not quite sure it's artwork. And that's what I love. Um, absolutely right. I, I kind of love this this thing I probably does toy within my work, which is like the role of the artist and what like the role of the artist is and what we're there to kind of do and to push and what message we're kind of, there to there to give are we there to give a message or are we there to like just show a mirror to the world um so yeah all these kind of strands hopefully hopefully kind of showing the work I I try to make anyway
0: oh I think they do absolutely um one of the things that we talk about quite a lot at Studio 3 Arts um largely because um the the demographic of folk that are connected to Studio 3 Arts are often from working class backgrounds um and we talk loads about um like imposter syndrome and like owning the term artist like it still makes me feel dead eggy to call myself an artist I still feel like there's something holding me back from like fully owning that term like how, how does the how do you kind of how do you sort of negotiate that are you comfortable with with kind of you know owning that term and what that means and, and all that stuff how does it play out in your work?
1: it's it's funny you ask this because obviously when you enter a commercial sphere where creativity and the, and they love to have names for things so sometimes I'm an art director sometimes I'm a designer and you can get all <laughs> sorts of names. Um, how do I feel about it? I think the best advice I could give which probably relates to this question the best advice I could ever give is to fundamentally you have to like believe in what you do and then nothing else really matters you believe what you do and the work you make then that's it that's art is art is a is a subjective kind of you know field there's there's no right or wrong it's one of the things you know if if some people are self-taught they might not have experience where you're in you know this an, an art school environment and there's critiques and you can justify your work and you can and your tutor or your other peers might want to uh, hammer it down and that's fine that's part of that's part of the process but Ultimately, you need to stand by what you do, um, and I think then you you are like you are you are a creative, you are an artist. There's different types of arts, and there's different places to make art. Um, but yeah, I've I've fortunately never had that imposter syndrome, but that could be because I'm too confident and should be knocked down a peg or two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's probably one of the the you know what you raised there is probably one of the most common. Um, problems and probably what holds people back mm. most, um, is that the power of self-belief you know it's yeah. very it's a, and and creating is in itself like a mental exploration right you need to have time with yourself you need to be comfortable with yourself um, to make probably make the work that is really that is really you and it takes people a while to come to that you know it takes yeah years. yeah and not everyone you know, is going to be making work like their best work at twenty-five, and some people like to have hiatuses and do other things mm-hmm. and and learn from that.
0: Totally, and I, and I think sometimes, like certainly, my best work comes from being in a sort of slightly vulnerable place and being much more kind of in in tune with myself and much more self-aware. I think that's when I'm much more like much more confident in in in, in being able to make truthful, honest work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. So let us into your process a little bit. Like, I, I, what what is, the, what is the Connell in the studio vibe like?
1: The Connell in the studio, well, like a lot of artists that instigate work to do with kind of the digital realm and web-based technologies and all that kind of stuff. Like my studio, as sad as it's to say nowadays, is like my laptop. Um, I had a studio soon after college and it was great to kind of experiment with materials, and I was making kind of more sculptural works mm-hmm. um, and then increasingly as my practice developed I'm kind of interested in the the digital space as a platform and what it mm-hmm. is as a platform for people to like make and exhibit ideas and works and what I love about the web as as a platform is just the way someone can put something on there and it can become the biggest thing in the universe or it can be like hated by everyone and suddenly they have to come off social media because they're under such torrent of abuse from internet trolls or it could just be ignored and no one notices apart from like your aunt who, said, who gives it a like on Facebook and I think there's something quite democratic um, and I think there's something in me that loves the idea of that a lot more feels more intrinsically tied to something like that than say like a gallery space where yeah you could argue there probably is a hierarchy and people do feel like there's closed doors to them and then to that I would say well make your own make your own thing right um yeah but yeah yeah, it's
0: yeah I I think in some ways the web sort of mirrors that idea of showing work in non-traditional spaces because when people come to Vicarage Field Shopping Centre they might clock that it's an art exhibition or they might be in a rush to get to the post office so they might only see it out of the corner of their eye and I, I love that about it. To me, that is just the, the impermanence and, and the sense of chance as to how people encounter it. Like that, that's what, I think that is just the, the best thing. And they might think it's art or they might think, well, who's we'll put all them posters on that window now? What's going on there sort of thing? And I think all of that is fair game. And, you know, it's funny what you should say about, about the web. I was, um called holiday Monday. I was uh, listening to a house DJ and um, clearly like, but it was on Mixcloud and no one had ever listened to him before. He was saying that he he comes on and like three people listen to his sets and then he goes away again. But for some reason on Bank All Day Monday, about 400 people tuned into his set. And every time he picked up the mic, he was going, I can't believe this. This has never happened before. I'm crying. And it was just this really kind of like cute moment whereby this was just a fleeting thing that he does every Monday. And just on this one occasion, all these people saw his thing and I, I love that about um creating work in, in, in non-traditional spaces of which i suppose the internet still is one I, I love that you somebody might see it and love it or they as you say just might be just you nan
1: yeah absolutely and then and with that that's a lovely that's like a really lovely like example and then but then you could take that further and say you know it's not just about it being um you know an unusual space to exhibit work because maybe it's not maybe like we're actually in a space where it's kind of probably the most common place to, to see an exhibit work. But from a from an ideas point of view, from a conceptual point of view, it's it's there's there's so much with the like the potential and the limitations and kind of the complications and and all the things that evolve around our relationship between the real and the digital world. And and obviously this is something that is only going to become more impact more apparent and more embedded in our daily lives as, as we go on because wh- whatever technology we have at the moment you know the technology is probably five years ahead um, in terms of what they can do so it's a really a uh, it's a really like interesting time i mean i'm speaking as someone that you know when i grew up i remember just having the insane inter- you know, dial up like when i was very young and like having to have that moment and then obviously you've, you've gone through gone through that ranks and and kind of people growing up now, like 18, 20 year olds have kind of had that from the start. And and these kind of conversations around, um, you know, privacy or kind of like having a persona online and all these all these things that we're seeing more and more films about, more and more documentaries about, I, I find fascinating. And yeah, so it's 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 a, you a the question that I didn't really answer very well was what is my kind of. Um, yeah creative process process, and I Mm. didn't I just went off on one um, that's fine I suppose it's just yeah it's just being immersed with with what's happening um from a creative standpoint I like I'm interested in a lot of different fields but just being interested in immersed and and following what technology is doing following what people are doing in and outside of arts you know maybe into design or kind of god forbid advertising you know just ways people are negotiating the current landscape to kind of create ideas that people are interested in. So
0: yeah, I think it's super fascinating. I mean, I, I do this weird thing and I don't know if I should even say it out loud actually, Connell. Um I sometimes stand outside Barking station just to see who's coming in and who's going out. I'm just super fascinated with who lives in Barking, who's coming here to work, what people are wearing, and just that kind of like movement of people and who they are and where they're going, I just find enormously fascinating and yeah and, and Barking's changing right like you know the, the the sorts of folk that are coming in and out of the station now is changing I mean flipping heck I, I went past the estate agents today and there was an house on the market for like 750 grand in Barking and I was like what what's happening to Barking you know what I mean and and that we've got to sort of like harness that really th- those kind of changes to Barking like for good or for bad and I actually used to live in Walthamstow and really saw that kind of process of kind of gentrification and stuff happening in Walthamstow. And again, for, for good or bad. And I, I was there when Minnie Holland first kicked off with all, all the cycling <laughs> and everything. I remember the initial roar about that. But I think, you know, there's a place for that in the work we make as well. And, and certainly, you know, your your piece really speaks to that idea of like, what is going to be Barking and Dagenham's future? And how do we capture that? And what is it going to mean to all of us, and it, it, you know, with our different relationships with the space?
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just it, you could put this project and not say, it's you know, obviously it's personal to Barkham and Dagenham, but the project itself could live and exist anywhere in the in the UK or anywhere anywhere that encounters the same same issues. I remember Barkerside High Street, where my where my, parents, anywhere where my parents live and that high street has changed so much over the years. Shops come, shops go. There's phases where there's like four betting shops, then they're gone. You know, there's something like you said like a snapshot of like a time about how what that says about the area and how how things change um and then yeah obviously now you know in Wolkenstow or wherever or in Barking you're going to get the bougie cafe shops open up and that's that's great there's nothing wrong with that like I would rather see independent places opening up than kind of more and more chains um and people trying to like you know do what they want to do because essentially that's that's all that's all independents are doing but um yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, really. But um, it's one of the reasons why I love the idea of doing it in the shopping centers. There's something so, I don't know. It just feels like a a, a bygone era where, because we used to. I remember really well from childhood going to Romford. You know, to the is it the brewery, the brewery in Romford? Yeah,
0: the brewery. Yeah. And
1: going to the cinema. And, you know, sometimes sneaking in, but like we won't say that. Um, But going to the the cinema, going around the shops there and it was great and we loved it. And that was that was life. And um, yeah, and and that maybe isn't such a thing now or it's different now. And that's fine. That's okay. Like things, everything must change. And there's there's beauty in that. And there's sadness in that because a lot of people miss certain things that used to be very important to them and to their life. And I think this is this project is just about kind of like like I said before, holding the mirror to that. Reading it, exploring it, and hopefully seeing what kind of journey it can take you on.
0: Well, I love it as a concept, and um, a couple of the things that I submitted to you may or may not be mine. I can't <laughs> tell you which ones. I won't reveal that. But um, so tell everybody listening when they can see your work um, live and up in Vicarage Fields.
1: And so it's going to be live from the 14th of June to the 9th of July. Um, so there's still time to submit your kind of responses mm. before then so please do please get involved um but yeah really excited to see it really excited to get into the space and and set it up and yeah yeah really good
0: wiki okay, well thank you connor like we're, we're well chuffed to have you on board and you know your ideas and your practice really sort of connects with what we do at studio Three art so it's brilliant to have you um i will make sure all the links to your work and everything goes out with this podcast so if, if folk want to commission you to make a million pound piece for their um house embarking they absolutely can um but yeah cheers for chatting to me today and um yeah I'll speak to you soon thank you very much
1: my pleasure thank you so much
0: cheers bye bye so that's all from Studio Through Arts in conversation today I hope you enjoyed the chat my name's Liza please do join us for the next podcast in the series look out on our website and on our social media pages to find out all the information have a fantastic day take care of yourselves and I'll see you soon Ta